0: Wait,
1: what's it called? The the Ebony Mashup! It's a podcast. What? Yeah. It's a podcast. Alright, Ebony Mashup family. Welcome back to another week. We missed you guys. Um This is August. Oh my goodness. It's been a long, long, long 2020. Um, but we are excited to look for some other things that are going good in the black community And as we mentioned in last week's episode, we are going to be talking about black mentorship and as it relates Yeah, to entrepreneurship
2: so, so, last week we had James Petit
1: Yeah, James Petit was on last year or Locked last year
2: <laughs> Card game last week. Yes But um This week we have I say a very special guest to me because I don't know if he knows this Uh-oh. but I just told Shonda this that he's been my role model since I was when I started playing football I think I was 10 did you do like Pop Warner it was directly where we were at. it's not Pop Warner like y'all Okay, but this is family my actual family <laughs> and One of my favorite
1: cousins on his side.
2: I was about to say, I hate to say this, but uh, I put it as a group. You, Eddie, and Tiffany, y'all, as a group, y'all probably my favorite cousins as a group. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to introduce, I don't know what we call ourselves, the Mashup Tribe. Yeah, sure. To my cousin, (laughs) my role model, the reason I started playing football, Michael Allen. Woo! Yay!
1: Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's up? Where are you located now? Yes. I am in Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina.
2: And
0: Metro.
1: why did you
2: choose Greenville? Well, Greenville kind of chose me. Um, I actually came back to South Carolina um,
1: to take a job with a firm here. Um, and they recruited me back to South Carolina. so. And they were located in Greenville. Awesome.
2: Yeah. But it's a it's a reason why you like living up there. Could you let everybody <laughs> know the reason why?
0: <laughs> well, the reason I mean it's just a great location. It's a great location. I mean you know, at Clemson
2: University. See, right, I yeah, knew you had to mention it.
0: <laughs> but just you know, 85, 85 quarter is
2: big for business. But yeah, um, Charlotte right there, you got Atlanta on the other side, you got mm-hmm. the mountains right there. It's just mm-hmm. a great location for business. Yeah. So I think we're gonna go ahead and kick this off. My I'm think my first question is well, you recently started your own business with your architect mm-hmm. so now you start your own architect firm how has it been since this pandemic how has how has growth been for you
0: yeah well to be honest with you for me it's been it's not has, has been bad, as bad as other people yeah. um, i've been really blessed that the, the time that i came out on my own um i had clients that followed me over okay and the, the beauty of that was they already had the, the projects lined up before mm-hmm. um, the pandemic hit. And so fortunate for me is um, being small, my overhead is low. Um, I don't have a lot of expenses uh, business-wise and personally. Uh, so I w- I'm able to really grow my business at the same time while this pandemic is going on. And I, and I see other firms hurting. <laughs> Okay. I'm, just, I'm just ready to pick off the employees. When
1: <laughs> I think, um, can you give us some background information? Because we know what you do, yeah. but our listeners don't necessarily know um, okay. what you do. And then I want you to just talk about taking that risk. Because I came out of corporate America and we're starting this and doing our own thing. This, you know, that we're doing right now. But talk yeah. about that, taking that first step. And that risk, uh, taking that risk to believe in yourself to do what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm an architect, and I've been working in architecture for about 20 years now, all together. Mm-hmm. Um, with without playing football. Um, well, I say with playing football because I actually played semi-pro and arena football mm-hmm. at the same time while I was working in a firm to, to, able to get my intern hours early in my career. Um, and so. Working with about five different firms before now, I've been able to learn, um, learn a lot about How to treat people, treat the employees, mm-hmm. treat uh, my teammates, and then also treating clients. And it, it came to a point that the last two firms I worked with. You know, been a
1: that is still less than 2% African-Americans wow. that, are, that are registered. This is not nationally. Okay. Um,
0: and so if you break that down, it's even less Black-owned firms mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but my time working with those firms and knowing how clients took to me and how my teammates took to me, I realized I had, I had things that I, I had that. Um, I was not able to implement with these other firms because I had no ownership. I had they right. they never put me in a position in these firms to allow me mm-hmm. to be a decision maker, and it, it kind of ate at me for a few years. Uh, I kind of chewed on it and talked to some uh, some business. Uh, um, it just all came to fruition uh, yeah. last year, um, and it was it was. Powerful and
1: basically, God pushed me out. I mean, that was right. one of those things—it was it was eating at me to the
0: point that I was frustrated at going to work. And then I just got up one morning, typed my letter, turned it in the, the same day via yeah. email, and uh, that's how I went.
1: I love it. You mentioned about the sports part, and mm-hmm. what I really think is important because we talk to our kids and everything about sports is how did that. That upbringing with sports help help you in business, and that get, lead you to that mentorship part in business. Well, what I'm learning
0: now, especially in this first year, is discipline. Um, because there are times, especially as a as a the owner, and you're trying to create how you envision it, mm-hmm. you still have to have this self discipline because. People aren't gonna always believe me. You're gonna have people in your ear, mm-hmm. um, but then you also have the people that fall off. You know, they were encouraging you during this time. You were thinking about it, and when you finally, mm-hmm. don't, they're they're not as strong of a voice as they were. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. have to take it upon yourself to. I had to take it upon myself is to be self-disciplined, which that's what sports taught me, is that if I'm be great at what I was doing, mm-hmm. I had to put in the extra time. I had to put in the extra work. I had to, you know, playing plan football and majoring in architecture at Clemson it was probably one of the hardest things that I ever did. Um, and I would tell y'all this and your listeners that they don't like that. Mm-hmm. The, the I was on full scholarship. So I actually got called into my head coach's office and sat me down and said, hey, Michael, you got to choose between architecture and football. That's basically it. And at this wow. time, I was, still, I was still one of the best academic students on campus. Plus, I was starting mm-hmm. uh, on the field. So it, as a young boy, I didn't understand. I didn't understand mm-hmm. the dynamics of uh,
2: if I'm achieving on both sides, then why did I have yeah, to stop. make a difference? So yeah. it yeah. kind
0: of changed me at that point to even work harder. Um, yeah you know I had zero percent body fat I stripped <laughs> myself down I'm, yeah. my, I'm not gonna tell you my body fat count now but <laughs> we ain't fat, gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I worked so hard after that and and with myself and I would one of the fast one of the top five fastest on the team itself but knew me because of I love both football and, and architecture and nobody was gonna tell me I could not do it. And so that kind of really changed me, and, that, and that's I, I've brought that with me now, mm-hmm. it's that drive. And, and I love architecture. I love creating things that people can see and love. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, we, um, I know mentorship is something that's really big for you too. So how do you use sports to help with your mentorship?
0: Well, I don't use sports as much as, as I used to. I used mm-hmm. to train every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of fell off with because there's so many people that, that would do training yeah. programs now. Um, but I I just use it as, as in a story in my stories, mm-hmm. um, trying to create a pipeline to architecture um, and getting people interest, uh, it's young people interest. And I speak a lot at high schools and uh, different types of uh, organizations about mm-hmm. it. And I you I do use sports as sort of a draw to right. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, knowing that there are other things out there after the the sport how did you keep i I think i keep how did you keep pushing to hear like all right you got to pick one or the other right and i know a lot of our listeners we're in our 30s right now a lot of us have teenagers and things um and how did you keep pushing towards your dreams and believing in the inner part of you like look i'm gonna do both of these so what was that little voice inside of you that kept you doing it? Because I know sometimes in corporate America, when you're working for other people, it's sometimes hard to keep hearing that little voice, you know, inside yeah. your ear. So, how did you handle that?
0: Well, I would say it really wasn't a voice. It was. It was more of a. Um, it was emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. And um, if 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 you guys are uh, movie fans, um, the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. So. If if y'all know how, um, I forgot which one, I think my, I don't know which one it was. It's Mm -hmm. one when the Hulk finally revealed how he was able to control the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And the thing that he said was, is that I'm always angry. Mm -hmm. And that's how he controlled it. It's just, just, that's how I was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, society, um, the sport, my coaches you know they they put this inside of me this kind of this anger to to drive me oh, and man. that drive took me to understand that i could do football and mm-hmm. architecture and my professors will tell you today that i was always in their office because mm-hmm. i didn't have the time i just didn't have the time as a regular student so yeah. every time their office was open i was in there and i put those hours i, I set aside those times to be in their office to make sure that I got the academic side Mm -hmm. done that I was doing what I was doing on the field.
1: Yeah, I think we talk about that too, telling our listeners and even our own kids, like those office hours are important. That's how they get to know the true you. Um, And sometimes kids go under the radar, but when you do those office hours and you may find yourself slipping up sometime, they know who you are. Now they know your work ethic, they know your character, and they may be able to help you maneuver Um, a little bit more so definitely y'all in college use those office hours okay even if you're not in college if you (laughs) a kid in high school yeah but say talk to your teachers and your guidance
2: counselor definitely that's how i got through high school with my guidance counselor
1: bam so august 2020 who is michael now because this you went from corporate to your own thing what is the greatest lesson that you learned about yourself now
0: I I created a brand for myself, and I didn't really realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's about how you treat people. Um, and it's how you do your job, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get it wrapped in your job and and not understanding the value that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned is talking to some potential clients that are now coming to me without me doing any marketing told me a lot about how i treated them and also I had myself publicly and on the projects um, it just
1: told me that the brand that i created as my own, it, it was the reason that moa needed to be developed do you think that branding is taking over how we do business now Cause I keep hearing a lot of people that I that we interview, talking the they're talking about brand, 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 brand. Should small businesses, like even sole proprietorships, do you think that they should be focusing on a brand? Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, you have to you have to focus on your personal brand first because your personal brand is what's going to be how you how you what you do how
0: you operate when you get out of bed. What you do. When you, when you about to go to bed, what do you do? When you mm-hmm. operate and go to the store, how do you? That's you and that's how your business operates. If, if you want people to understand that they're gonna get the best service or products from us, mm-hmm. is that indicative of how you operate every day? Mm-hmm. If it's not, then you're not creating the brand that you think that you are. Yeah,
1: cause I know that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like in black business, we talk about it a lot like I'm always like I want to support black business but then I'm going and I'm like well doggone it's that customer service or it's (laughs) it's every time I think that's what we get mostly
2: up here it's like you want to support the black business but every time you go in there it's like y'all customer service sucks
1: (laughs) like
2: it really well here's
0: the thing I learned too and I love I'm glad you brought that up because I I do the same thing every month I support between two and four black different every month. See the I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing, mm-hmm. and one thing that I've learned that in this capitalistic mm-hmm. society is sometimes we just don't give Black business enough mm-hmm. opportunity. So yeah. I I was like that, and I did the same thing like you know what this customer service was terrible you know these wings were great but this customer service I had <laughs> you know I can't I couldn't do it but I mm-hmm. had to realize that I could not not let that take Keep me back you. and buy by again yeah. because what happens is these a
1: lot of small businesses don't have all the opportunity or the funding the resources to, yeah to understand mm-hmm. what customer service they're good at what they're good at Mm-hmm. They're okay. good at you know, this
0: service They're good at nails mm-hmm. They're good at mm-hmm. this But the, the business side
2: yeah. they're not, They don't understand the business they don't side don't know anything about it Yeah.
0: And so mm-hmm. until black businesses Are equal In
1: understanding or getting the help To run a business mm-hmm. Then that's when
0: It's, it's not we're, we, we can't knock off a business So early and let. But we gotta yeah. give them that feedback too true you got, they got you got to
2: give that feedback you know real out the yeah. business you got to say hey yeah. you know this is good but y'all really got to work on this because
0: they need that feedback too in
2: order to grow So that's why i like that's why we looked at each other when you started talking about it when you said about the wings because we got a problem with a place here like their food is great but their customer service <laughs> is lacking for real Yeah. 'Cause it's like it's a it's a restaurant that's from the city.
1: They franchise.
2: They franchise and they came to shut. well, you know about this area. And they came to Schomburg. So like we in the city we always eat at Harold's. Why just uh, man mentioned? But when we come out here we like, oh man, cause it's like the food is good but like every time you go in there it's something different. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's like we wanna support y'all but come like come home. You need to do something. Like she yeah. put up she did a review and a video
1: <sighs> yeah they, I was they, just you know, tired like, and, and that's all you can do yeah yeah and, yeah I mean,
0: ultimately it's, it's up to again it's up to their branding mm-hmm. and it's it's not up to that individual store' mm-hmm. it, it's, being, it's who's behind mm-hmm. that store yeah because that's that's what it's about if that person isn't traveling mm-hmm.
1: looking at all
0: their stores, then it's their their fault for that customer service not being up the part yeah. and unfortunately
1: you can do we can only do what we we can support as much as we can until yeah. we get frustrated. get frustrated if we don't
0: if we don't open our mouth and say
1: anything about it then yes that's that's on us but once we once we try to give
0: feedback mm-hmm. and they don't accept it or change or make any adjustments then yeah that's on their branding
1: I also think, too, I think another good point is that we're going through a time where everything is kind of put on the table right now. And so what I'm finding is that in business and education and everything, we're seeing some of the, we've always seen it as black people, but we're seeing some of the systemic breakdowns. And so now everything is like right in our face. Yeah, we're starting to
2: see it more and more now.
1: Yeah, more and more now. But I'm also seeing more and more black people step out on faith yeah. now, which is really, really surprising to me, but I'm happy for it. I'm happy to see more people believe in themselves and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. Um, and I just really like to know that black people are starting to use, use the voices the that they have. Because I think we all have a voice, but people are like like, mm, my voice is oh not big enough. Or it doesn't matter. So I definitely think that in business, um you've shined out loud and you've shown us even in as small business owners that it's okay to shine out loud on purpose and that's what i love um and to know that people are always watching even in the back end and you could be mentoring somebody without even having a direct connection so from me i thank you for allowing us to just watch you shine on purpose so that we can learn from you. But say, yeah, cause
0: <coughs> and just know it's, oh, yeah. it's just a slow process, okay? <laughs> we're, still, we're still in a world that, yeah. you know, it's not it's not equality yet. I mean, there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. a lot of change is happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I had to realize in this first year of my business is, I know a lot of people internationally, mm-hmm. but it's still a capitalistic world and a world filled with racism. Yeah. And so, yeah. When I'm working for a white firm, Mm -hmm. things are different when I Mm -hmm. call on a certain client. Now that I'm on my own, it's a whole different language. It's a whole Mm -hmm. different vibe. And I had to realize that in my first couple of months and adjust to that to say, hey, it's going to be a little slower process than I was thinking because it's difficult operating in a world that uh, doesn't know. That there are black architects that exist. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then black firms. So if I'm knocking on someone's door and saying I'm an architect, and they you know, the first question I get is like, what school you went to?
1: <laughs>
0: working Where are you licensed at? Blah blah. blah.
1: Not what's know. your skill set and what can <laughs> you do to no, help make true. us better. Mm-hmm. It's the-
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's still gonna be a slow process. Okay. For people, I'm saying this to the to the newly starting companies, or if you're still in that first, you know, infancy stage of the Mm -hmm. company. This is gonna be a slower process until people start understanding that we can run businesses and we can be successful.
1: Okay, so are you telling me then that it's a mindset shift from the traditional, um, like workforce than going into your own?
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a definite difference, especially if you were the head and the, and the person behind the company, you um, mm-hmm. cannot operate in this current mm-hmm. world. You cannot mm-hmm. operate like the, the great American dream. Mm-hmm. That's the great, a white American dream. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what it that is. Because I've even recognized again. I know so many people. Again, I can, I can rat off a lot of people, but I couldn't even belong to my company. Mm. so that's yeah. how bad i know presidents of banks i, I know a lot of people yeah. and i couldn't get a loan for my company mm-hmm. and i had contracts in hand but wow I couldn't, get a, I couldn't even get a line of credit
1: look i got wow. the receipts right here
0: and i can't right right
2: <laughs> so i said hey let's
0: do this then let me yeah. eat booze and noodles for this first couple of months and we're gonna do this and yeah. that's what happened
2: okay. i'm blessed but like you said about people in the background watching you you have a little cousin that is pretty much Clemson or bus for her. Whoa, <laughs> our youngest. Like, listen, it's pretty much. <laughs> she says she has a top three, but it's pretty much she is banking on. Yeah, um, like she just knows. It, so like I'm going to Clemson.
1: Yeah, and we hear the little microaggressions because like, well, don't you want to try? No, I don't want to try. Like my sights are set on Clemson. So for me just feeling that people have the audacity to even say, well, don't you want to you try just that. like a state college? Like what right. her sights are set on that. And so that's what we are gonna push towards. So yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Wow. There's,
0: no, there's no reason she can't.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we wrap it up, but I think we still got enough time. You are the 2019 recipient of the Brian Dawkins Lifetime Achievement Award. Can you please explain to the people what that is. This is a newly minted
0: award created uh, by Brian Dawkins. The
2: One of the best NFL cities in the NFL history. history. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's the first Clemson football player to make the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, and then Brian and I, uh, Brian was my mentee, mentor when I first came to Clemson. Mm-hmm. So once he, he was a senior my freshman year, and the award itself is to me it's like the the second highest award at Clemson athletically behind the hall of fame Um, because it it characterizes you as someone's been successful in business Mm -hmm. Um, you had to be at least 10 years out removed from Clemson and then you also had to give back into the community Mm -hmm. in some form. You know when i used to look at the list i was nominated twice um and one in my second on that second time and look at the the, the nominee list mm-hmm. you know like um uh Re- refrigerator perry
2: so yeah he just won it for this year right yeah, yeah. no his brother but Mike, his brother michael dean perry won it this year yeah i mm-hmm.
0: it this year um and i was fortunate to be able to vote this year uh, but you know people like that
2: that mm-hmm. you see
0: on these lists like the first year i was like Shh. <laughs> yeah, I no, wish get nominated, but uh, and then they try to nominate me again the next year. I was like, y'all stop torturing me because mm-hmm. I don't. And then when they called me and I uh, I won it, I was um, super honored um, to be able to accept an award like that. And and if you know Brian Dawson or don't mm-hmm. know Brian Dawes, kind of Google him and follow him, mm-hmm. um, listen to his story, listen to his Hall of Fame um, speech, for instance, and you'll understand. Who he is and why the award means so much. He, he's been through a lot, um, and his uh, he he's, he has some similarities to me about how drive and what he's done to be successful as he was is yeah. is something that's always there, and it's, uh, it's I've been honored to have that award.
1: Wonderful. That wonderful. So. Let people know some fun stuff. What are three things that you like to do just off top that somebody might not know about Michael? Uh,
0: <laughs> um, I'm still an artist. Um, mm-hmm. I still I paint, uh, draw. Awesome. Uh, probably My place probably has about six to eight pieces that I've done, and I'm actually working on a couple other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still a, I still work out hard every day. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, It's kind of ingrained in me. My
0: alarm goes off at 4 a.m. And I'm working out at 4.30. I'm grinding. It's just how I... It's just
1: ingrained in me. Wonderful. I really... We forgot one thing. What
2: happened? The project that you are doing in Lawrence.
1: Yes, please Uh talk about that because we want our listeners to support and we want to figure out how we can line up with that. Yes.
0: Well... I will know
1: more this week about how they can support. Okay. The project, um, and
0: I've known about this particular uh, building um, when it kind of hit the news in the years ago. But a long time ago, there's a old theater downtown. Long time after the theater closed, um, the KKK actually took over ownership of the theater and they turned the front part of the theater into a memorabilia store yeah. selling Nazi and Confederate stuff in there and then in the back side where the theater was they converted into their their mini for the clan and for years it has been known to be it was what's called the redneck shop which is mm-hmm. actually the main store and you can google the redneck shop and everything will pop up on it um, but the, it, it ended up being a very, very inspiring story that came from this whole movement or changeover with the Klan store. Um, the, there was a black pastor involved in one with one of the um, Klansmen that took him in. Uh, when he was the, the pastor took the Klansmen in but him and his family had no money. They kinda no yeah. and so they um, he took that to heart so bad and loved grew in love ended up getting baptized mm-hmm. um, with the pastor and even though the pastor took a lot of heat for it it ended up in a powerful story about transformation and at the tail end of the mm-hmm. existence of the store this same clansman ended up being owner wow. of the store and ended up donating it to the pastor as, so they can use it for some of their good. You know. yeah. And so I have, got a, I got a call um, about two weeks ago and asked if I was interested okay. in, as in a black architect from South Carolina and now have my own firm. all that kind of just how God lined things up. But yeah, um, and I jumped on it. Um, at first I was not interested because new firm, and this would be a project that I will probably have to donate
1: some design time to, but then I kind of, you know, fell yeah. in love with it,
0: the concept
1: of the narrative the of the history. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's a big, big project, and it's going to make some national news. Um, and I'm I'm excited about what the pastor and his
1: have is for. We had our first meeting last week. Okay. Yeah, we got another phone call this week, so
0: we're... Theater yet to get beginning of it, mm-hmm. but it's it's really really
1: exciting. Yeah, I think what's important about that. First of all, we'll link the we'll link the trailer. It's a, it's a we'll link the
2: the news report they did on it, and yeah. we'll link the trailer to the movie. And they
1: yeah. did a movie yeah. called yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, the whole story. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my god! But I think for me watching the trailer and just listening to you share your story with us and the listeners it just brings me to the fact when you step out on faith sometimes martin luther king we always talk about this quote on this show is that you know you take the first step even if you don't see the whole staircase and so i feel like when i saw that when you sent it to us as family i was like he took that step sometimes all we have to do is take that step and god is going to put everything in alignment for us he just want to see we're going to take the doggone step so i definitely um really saw that when i saw the story and i thought it was really cool because i love storytelling i love the narrative of storytelling i think about south carolina after i married mike i found out about like griot storytelling and you know the history of of african people of our people in south carolina and just to know that you are a part of a project where we get to help tell the north the narrative yeah, and highlight our history. Your hands get to touch a part of history. So, blessed hands. <laughs> um, super great. Yeah.
0: It's a great project.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, before we go, again, I know I said it before. You know I have to mess with you every time I see you about your team. The now, the Washington football team. <laughs> so, uh. Yes. Yeah. I- <laughs> How do you Bill, feel about the name change?
0: You know, I was struggling for a few years. I've, I've been doing a lot of racial justice work mm-hmm. and um, doing more and more of that work. Uh, it, I could never, I didn't, haven't ruined any memorabilia in the past five
1: years. So, mm-hmm. I'm so like happy the Cowboys finally. I'm happy that it finally changed. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I'll even I'll say, even though I hate them. I'm still yeah. glad they're changing the name.
1: Though. That's what I was about to say. I'm glad they changed I wouldn't hate it such Nah, a... I don't yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. I I'm glad they're changing it. I think it's well overdue. Yeah. Um yes. I'm still gonna talk crap. Yeah. Cause you know, we Cowboys fans. So I'm sorry. Oh <sighs> But see, but
2: I have made all of my family Clemson fans.
1: Yes. We did I didn't know nothing about Clemson until I got with this one, so There you go yes so but we thank you really really thank we thank you for you. supporting us we just thank you for Absolutely. for your time um and your love and support and just for being great there's eyes I'm watching you yep yeah, yeah definitely and that's even for our listeners you just never know you know who you are gonna come in contact with you never know who's gonna who's watching, watching you, you yeah. um so always try to be on your best at all times. Your true authentic right. self. I, we always say your best. Everybody's best not the same. But be yeah, your be true yourself, authentic yeah. self. Um, as, as much as you can be. Alright. Right. Well we thank you Ebony Mashup listeners. In the meantime. In between time. It's been your girl Harmony Lenora. And yeah, Mike J. we really thank y'all. Like. Share. Subscribe. Download. Download. All that good stuff. And we'll have some great links uh, in the in the profile for you all right peace and blessings until we meet again be safe out there everybody